lies ahead for our industry as the COVID-19 pandemic continues on and our country's return to normal remains on a distant horizon. From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for business aviation news. It's the question on all our minds. How will COVID-19 continue to affect business aviation flight operations as we all work to emerge from this crisis? Let's jump right into answering that with two experts who've closely followed business aviation flight activity over the past several months. Sonny Bates is CEO of safety and security risk management consulting firm Wyvern, and Travis Kuhn is the interim vice president of market intelligence for Argus International, where he recently published a white paper on this very topic titled, Is Business Aviation Cleared for Takeoff? A Look at COVID-19's Continued Impact. Let's start our conversation there, Travis. How is business aviation moving forward from this crisis, and how do you see the situation evolving over the next several months? I think the best way to answer that is to probably paint the picture of where we've been in twenty nine in twenty nineteen, where we've been in twenty twenty, and kind of how activity has looked in similar circumstances. Obviously, we've never faced a pandemic like this in the modern era, but we have seen downturns. So what we've noticed is this, and what we've seen in flight activity is that in 2019, the average month saw about 260,000 business aviation departures in North America. In fact, October of 2019 was the most robust month we had seen in the business aviation segment since March of 2008. That's a key month because that was the peak before business aviation started to decline during the financial crisis back in 2008 and 2009. We fast forward into 2020, all indications were within our industry, the industry that had been growing, uh, growth on top of growth over the last five, six years. And then we hit March and March 15th specifically, that was the turning point for business aviation in North America. Activity dropped dramatically. We saw it drop 32% year over year in March. The bottom was about mid-April. We saw a drop of 71% year over year. And to give you an actual number, we would normally see, again, 260,000 business aviation departures. We saw 74,771 in the month of April in North America. So a staggering number there. In May, the good news is is that we gained one-third of those losses back. Uh, We got up uh, to 137,000 departures in May, and we just finalized our June numbers, we saw 192,000 departures in June. So we are sitting at about 25% off from normal, so about 75% uh, in our industry right now. We expect that July and August are going to cool their growth rate dramatically. And if we look back at 2008, 2009, one of the most common questions we have seen is how does this compare? And the simple answer we've had for the industry is that it doesn't. No, we're dealing with a pandemic uh, as opposed to a financial crisis that we knew we were entering in 2008, 2009. The most staggering stat that I have seen throughout all of this is in 2008, 2009, March of 2008 was the peak month and February 2009 was the bottom month for both the Dow Jones and flight activity. During that 11-month period, flight activity fell 30%. In two months in 2020, from February of 2020 to April of 2020, flight activity fell 68%. So activity dropped more than double in one-sixth of the time. So our recovery is going to look different. We expect that going forward, July, August, September, 
we're going to see the Wall Street impact come into play here. Assuming we don't see a rampant increase in COVID-19 cases that result in more stay-at-home orders, we expect activity is going to get to about 10 to 15 percent of normal. And then you're going to start to see the impact of inter the international travel ban still suppressing business aviation, as well as as the dust settles on this recession, what does that do to private aircraft movements as well? Sounds like interesting times ahead. Sonny, what are you hearing from your clients at Wyvern that may point the way forward for our industry? So in preparation for this, this um, conversation, I reached out to East Coast, Middle America, and West Coast operators, both medium and large operators. All of the CEOs across the board that I spoke to said that they're seeing exponential growth in activity. One of the operators said June was the best month he's had in 12 years, and this was a large operator on the West Coast. The other operators said that they were having exponential growth and very exciting growth, and they all indicate that they believe going into the fall, they're going to see uh, numbers that are at least 20% better than last year. So this is the real-time speak of you know, the CEOs of these companies seeing what's happening now, You know, not looking back so much as like, okay, where have we been? Because I think we all know riding this COVID wave has been very painful. But what they're experiencing now, especially with the June numbers closed out and looking at July, July is giving indications that it's going to be a repeat of uh, June's um, exponential growth. And so it, it's really great news. What they're indicating is that people who were flying first class on the airlines are now approaching the charter industry saying, I think I can afford to fly charter, right? And the charter gives them a quote. And they said that they're, they're having like five times increase in those kind of quotes and, and sales. So um, they're, they're looking at business aviation and especially charter aviation leading the, the recovery in, in this country in the aviation world. Sonny, as you know, we've recently seen a surge in new COVID-19 cases across several states. How might that affect this resurgence in business aviation flight activity? Well, all, all of them that I spoke to of these companies, the CEOs said that they, they do see that these, you know, increase in COVID-19 cases being a factor, but like a factor as in a blip on their radar screen. But all of them enthusiastically said that they really believe that the, their, their operations are going to continue to see this exponential growth in activity. They just said that the, the, the passengers are just being smarter. Instead of doing longer trips, they're doing shorter trips. They're doing more trips. There are less people on the airplane, so they might fly three trips to this one destination and do four rounds instead of one trip full of people in the airplane. And, you know, one of the things we, we looked at was like, when do we, when do we think we're going to get to these gangbuster numbers of like 10,000 business flights a day? And all of the CEOs that I talked to said, it's going to happen before the end of this year. They were all super optimistic. Uh, and, and so different ways to collect data are quantitative, like, like our friend here, Tra Travis, is providing. And what I'm providing is qualitative, where, you know, you're just doing interviews and sensing what's happening on the ground and in the field. And this is what they're sensing. Travis, how do you think those state-level restrictions will affect growth to business aviation operations? Well, you know, they're going to play a role. But like to Sonny's point, when you look at some of these companies uh, that have seen some of these exponential growth rates, and we've seen, we've seen them with, with these companies, on the macro level, I still think the industry's growth level slows. But the advantage to business aviation is that in the extreme social distancing era, business aviation shines through for people that have to move. And so we expect that 
uh, even if cases do come back, as Sonny mentioned, it's going to be a blip on the radar screen. And that's what we think uh, will happen as well. You know, business aviation is agile. It recovers very fast. And that's what we've seen as opposed to the airlines, which have lagged significantly. Another factor hindering both the business aviation and commercial airline industries has been the ban on travel between the U.S. and Europe. When might we see those restrictions ease, Travis? Well, it's going to clearly correlate, as we've seen from talks from different governments, it's going to correlate directly to how COVID-19 tracks here in the U.S. And we've seen this resurgence in cases. My personal opinion is that we're probably not going to see international travel, specifically to the EU, pick up until the obvious answer of cases start to go back down. If that happens, I still think there's going to be a need for a time period that actually shows that's happening, not just a, we've seen cases drop for two or three weeks, okay, we're going to open open that back up. I think it's going to be more along the lines of, we've seen steady declines for a few months. I'm of the opinion that we're probably not going to see international traffic really start to resume until the fourth quarter of this year. Yeah, and that's in line with what I'm hearing. All of the the, the business leaders that I spoke to said almost just what Travis just said. They, they're not even you know looking at the possibility of the EU opening their doors for us in the near future. And in fact, all of them were saying they're ready to just ride this COVID issue out for another two years. That's how they're planning their long-term strategy because they don't they don't see the COVID being up behind us in, in, in the short term. And so they're planning long term, but they all believe that the, the, the COVID-19 environment is actually boosting their operations. Um, and so even without the EU factor into to business, uh, they all see very positive outlook. So considering that estimated two-year time frame before we may be clear of COVID-19, Sonny, what pandemic-era operating procedures do you think will still be around with us? Will masks and social distancing be our new normal in business aviation, even well beyond the current crisis? Well, they're not indicating that that will be the new normal going forward. All of them that I spoke to indicate that aircraft cleaning will be here to stay. You know, at the end of the day, the aircraft is going to get a deep scrub with or without COVID-19. They like the idea. It makes sense. So that's what they're going to do. But on the other hand, they're looking forward to being COVID-19 behind us so they can actually engage with the passenger on board more like they used to. And because that is so different now. But some of the things that have stayed and will stay with us beyond COVID-19 are pilots using their own headsets. They don't share headsets anymore. Pilots keeping a face mask with them and in case they need it for whatever condition they're in and gloves and having a kit on board for things that might be related to a biological issue that they need to deal with. So they have cleaning kits and, and, and protection kits that are that are more unique now that are staying on the airplane. So, so those are the things. And also, they're going to also keep in line with um, p- passenger screening. Before passengers uh, enter the building to go on the trip, they send the passenger a survey. Have, this, have you been exposed to this? Have you been exposed to that? And if they pass that part, then they still do a health screening when they get there to make sure they're healthy. They think those things will stay for the long term. I agree. I think a lot of the uh, safety measures and the cleaning measures that have come as part of COVID-19 are here to stay for long term. There were practices and things that worked up until this point, and now we're going to evolve because of this. And so that evolution 
of new cleaning practices, new cleaning standards is just going to become the norm. And we've seen that not only in business aviation, but we've heard the same thing out of the airlines too. And, and passengers are going to come to expect that. And so that, that I firmly believe is here to stay. And I, I think that's a good thing. And for these reasons too, um, some of the, our constituents were saying that, you know, the corporate clients that they serve. So, you know, the, more the business to business versus uh, direct passenger to the charter industry. The, the corporations are telling charter operators, hey, when we start flying again, if we haven't already, we're going to use charter instead of the airlines. So you're not going to just be flying our top executives. You're going to be flying our managers too. And so they're looking forward to those kind of uh, days. They're, they're indicating that's going to start. Uh, some of these bigger corporations haven't jumped back into business travel yet. Uh, they're, they're focusing on August when that starts. And when it does, that's what their plan is to use the air charter instead of the airlines. So s several things that will be a part of the post-COVID-19 era will be our proactive and reactive responses just to any contagion. You know, because we, we in the safety world, we've been so focused on the human factors, technical factors, organizational factors, and environmental factors that, you know, in the environmental factor domain, there is the contagion. And so now I think we're better prepared going into the future for any contagion. And we'll continue to build on these proactive and reactive measures. Travis, Sonny mentioned earlier that the operators he spoke with anticipate reaching 10,000 global business aviation flights per day sometime in the fourth quarter of this year. You cited that same metric in your white paper. So when do you expect our industry will reach that number? Well, in terms of an individual day exceeding 10,000 flights, I completely agree with Sonny. I think that happens before year end with no issue. In fact, we just hit 8,000 per day for the first time. So we hit that mark, which is key, which means we've only got to go about another 20% from what would be normal. In a normal business aviation week, non-COVID-19, Thursday is typically the most robust day in terms of movements in North America. That day in 2019 averaged 9,999 departures. So we were one departure shy of that 10,000 number. And so in our white paper, as you referenced, that's what we were, we were getting at is how long will it take before we have a year uh, that shows an individual day averaging 10,000? My personal opinion on that uh, comes back to a lot of these factors. We're going to hit that 10,000 individualized number before year end, no issue. I think long term, there's going to be that international side. Uh, there's still going to be a Wall Street factor into business aviation. It, it happened in 2008, 2009. It's happened before, and it will play a role at some point here. The good news is, as Sonny's mentioned, there's a lot of new entrants into the market in terms of passenger demand that's probably going to offset that impact, and hopefully in a very good way for the industry. I believe that you know 2020 is obviously written off in terms of 10,000. I think it's probably 2022 before we actually have a full weekday that averages 10,000 business aviation flights. 2021 will get close, I think, but I don't think it does it for the whole year. There's a couple stats, I think, that really talk about the strides business aviation has made uh, from where we were at the end of this bottom out in April uh, to where we are now. And one number that really stands out to me is the Christmas Day effect is what we referred to. In a normal, healthy year, uh, Christmas Day is the lowest day for business aviation operations in North America. And last year, uh, Christmas Day in 2019 saw 3,167 flights, by far the lowest day on the calendar. As a result of COVID-19, 
we had 39 days already in 2020 that were worse than Christmas Day. And all of them were before May 15th. So we had this two-month time period from mid-March to mid-May where things were not good. And then we've seen them uh, accelerate up. And, and they, they jive with the numbers that Sonny was talking about with some of these individual operators. So they've seen a booking request of two, three, four hundred percent better in inquiries that have been impressive. And, and hopefully that, that does continue. For the latest information affecting business aviation operators as we all continue navigating through this unprecedented COVID-19 moment, visit nbaa.org forward slash coronavirus. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts in the App Store, wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including by asking Alexa or another connected device, or download them from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock, and thanks for listening to Flight Plan. Flight Plan.